0: all righty gang all right all right all right thanks for joining us today welcome 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 here we go here we go here we go it's text your questions friday we did this a couple weeks ago and we had big response so we're going to try it again today text a question to captain dave kelly girl will read it we'll do our best to try to answer it if i don't know the answer i'll make up something really cool that sounds like i actually know what i'm talking about so how do you do it text us at 949-374-0786 and Kelly will read the questions and uh, I'll do my very best to try to answer it if you know if you have anything you want to talk about or you think you think you think you think you know give us a text message 949-374-0786 while we wait for a few text messages to come in I want to let y'all know that uh Because of popular demand and the amount of phone calls I got yesterday, we're going to keep the holiday gift package going probably until Christmas because of the fact that so many people called in yesterday and we're all bummed that they didn't get their holiday gift package. So we're going to keep that bundle thing going, I guess, till Christmas because I don't want to let anybody down. So if you guys want to get in on the holiday uh bundles package. It's $200. If you know somebody that loves to go fishing, if you know somebody that needs to know a bunch of spots, game plans, how-to videos, we have over 400 how-to videos. We have uh, game plans, hot spots. We got so much going on on the website and we're going to give that all to you for the holidays for a big whopping $200, $200, and then all you'll have to do, you'll keep keep your bundles forever, as long as you keep your membership, and you'll have to renew your membership next year at this time during the holidays, and we'll probably have some great deal for all of you. And then another thing, we're waiting for, for some questions to come in. A few are popping in right now. I know that. I can hear the phone going off, and I can see Kelly getting excited to read the questions. But, gang, you cannot forget the PCS show, the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, I talked to Bill yesterday, unbelievable amount of pre-sale tickets. He just announced that uh, Pinnacle Sport Fishing, Dwayne Diego and uh, Cameron Bingham are going to be there on stage doing seminars for you. That's a big deal. You can sit down and talk to Dwayne and the boys from Pinnacle Sport Fishing, and then you know Kelly and I will be there. We'll be doing the best we possibly can i'll be doing some phenomenal shows up on stage plus we'll be in our booth with our uh, simulator so you can check out the pto fighting grip so okay i want to let you know i don't want you to miss out that shows the second third fourth and fifth of march it's going to sell out it's amazing how many pre-sale tickets bill has already sold so make sure you go over to pacific coast sport fishing festival and order your tickets online Now, you want to make sure you got them. So, all right, gang. So, we got a couple of questions. But listen, if you just joined us, if you want to get a question in, Kelly will read them. The number is 949-374-0786. You need to text us. So, do we have any questions or just some shitty comments? No, Lance. Lance? Lance? Let's know where he can get five gallons of prop wash. Oh, yeah. I used to send my crew out all the time. I used to send them out all the time to go get me five gallons of prop wash. Yeah, that's one of the things as a captain, when you got deckhands, they first start out in the business. You start to send them out, try to teach them. And uh, that's just a practical joke we play on them. You know, there's no such thing as prop wash, but we'd send them out to get get us a five-gallon bucket of prop wash, three feet of shoreline and some green running light oil. That'll take all day and you don't have to see him again for a while. Lance would also like to you know what the fastest moving land animal is. The fastest moving land animal. Well, it sure the hell ain't me. That's for sure. I believe it's a cheetah. I think it's a cheetah. That'd probably be the fastest moving land animal, Lance, but thank you for that. So we got any more questions, sweetheart? Um. No nope. I don't know who this is. Okay, you didn't know. leave your name. But it's okay, Wait, hold on. No, I don't know who this is. All right. But it um uh they want to know how do you feel about taking dogs out fishing on the boat with you? Is it selfish because if you have to ditch the boat, there's no way to help the dog. Also, have you ever had to ditch a boat and have you ever helped anyone sinking? Okay. There's a bunch of questions. Is it cool to take your dog out fishing? Absolutely. And they make little dog life jackets now. And I would suggest always having that life jacket on your dog because you never know. It might be the day he decides to jump over. You're not paying attention and he goes to chase the seagulls or the sea lion. And the next thing you know, your dog's in the water. If they have that life vest on, they'll be fine. Also, if something was to happen and the boat was to sink, the dog has the life vest on, you know you're going to get your life vest if you have a few seconds to get ready to get ready for the boat to go down. And then the third question was, have I ever been on a boat that sank? No, I absolutely have not ever. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. No, I have never been in that position where the boat is sunk. I can't even imagine how terrifying that would be. But uh, I have not been in that. And uh, have I ever been a part of a, boat that was sinking saving the people yeah one time a long long time ago probably 30 years ago 30 now 35 years ago up at dana point the cobra was sinking my good buddy rick gallagher was running the boat they blew up uh, on the anchor they blew a line uh exhaust line and they were taking on water so fast and people were getting in on the boats, thank God, I didn't have to, I had this, I was running the seahorse at the time, we had 60 people on our boat already, we didn't have, we were right there, though, but the harbor patrol and a lot of other boats were there to help them, and nobody, the boat didn't sink, and no, no lives were lost. That was from Bill Morris. All right, all right Bill, Bill, thank, thank Morris, you. Okay, here we go, another question, Kel, go ahead, baby. Oh, oh all right. And, uh, uh, you know what? I don't... Okay, so, Gang, if you need, you guys want to text a message, a question, Kelly's standing by 949-374-0786. We're going to talk about something that's going on right now. All of a sudden, breaking news, there's a bunch of bluefin out on the Tanner Bank that are biting and they're biting really good. Uh, They're biting the dead squid, the live squid, they're biting the fly line sardines. There's a couple of boats out there today that did really well. The problem is we got a little bit of southeast wind tomorrow. It's going to make it kind of uncomfortable for those of us on the private boats. I did cover it on my uh, game plans. If you are a member of the website, you notice we put out the game plans every Thursday afternoon between thir- 3.30 and 4.30 in the afternoon. And this gives you a a plan of where you want to go fish. Let's say you're out of Santa Monica Bay. We cover th- all of Santa Monica Bay. We cover... Point Furman. Then we jump down to the Horseshoe. We cover the Horseshoe. We cover Isers Reef. We jump down to Newport, Dana Point. We go all the way down to the Mexican border. Then we also jump out to Catalina. We cover the Channel Islands. And then we do the offshore thing. We break it all up. And then also we do our lobster game plan. So if you're not a member of our website, I don't know where you're getting all your information from, but I hope it's all working for you. Our information's real. It's coming from me and all of our clients. We share all our information on our website. We have 3,700 members sharing what they're catching and where they're catching it at. You'll be blown away if you ever go over there and look at our fish reports. We actually share all our information. You definitely want to be a part of this website if you fish. If you don't fish, and uh, are you do fish and you suck at fishing, then why wouldn't you be? Right, Bob? Thanks for joining us today. Bob's a member. All right, go ahead, babe. We got a question. Okay. Um, but would like to know when fly for Dorado, what size line and floral leader is best. All right. Somebody just asked what size fl- line, floral carbon, what size hook when you're fly lining for Dorado, which we got to do a lot of this year. We had like an historic Dorado season in Southern California. Gang, that Dorado really is a hard fish to lose once you hook it. Yeah, they have some small teeth, but the chance of them biting through your line is slim and none. I like to use a piece of 20-pound fluorocarbon. I don't really think you need anything heavier than that, but when they do start biting and there's a phenomenal amount of them, I'll jump to the 60-pound right away, 65-pound uh, braid and 60-pound fluoro. Or I might just put straight 60-pound monofilament on it because when they're biting, there's that you've seen it. It's a frenzy. There's no reason to go light line. You can throw some Dorado on the boat real quick. Another thing that a lot of people don't understand, and I'm going to let you know now, we have a huge audience going right now, is Dorado are the fastest growing fish in the ocean, and they only live for two years. That's it. That's their lifespan from when they're, they're hatched in their egg until they die. And why do they die? They die because they can't eat enough to keep themselves alive. So that's why you don't see any 100-pound Dorado. Because the fish can get to be 75 pounds and then he can't eat enough to keep himself alive and he just dies from lack of food. We got another question. All right, here we go. This one is from This is, but they want to know what's the best way to store your fishing poles on a wall? Is it vertical or horizontal and why? Okay, so if you store them vertical instead of horizontal, And if you don't have it spaced out perfect, there's a chance that there's going to sag and a lot of the old fiberglass rods are going to get memory there. And also if it's horizontal and it's sagging and then something's to touch it or something and it's, let's say it's a graphite or it's a composite rod, there's a chance that it may explode. I know it's hard to believe, but they're not, when they're bent, they're not supposed to be touched in the middle of the rod, if something hits it and it's got a little bend in it, it can shatter instantly. The very best way is vertical, straight up and down, setting on the rod, but no memory going into the bend. The rod's not bent, it's setting in the rod holder. And also when you store your rods, you should never ever store them with the reels attached. We do a whole show on that. We do a whole seminar on that. We always talk about it when you're done from your trip. And a lot of you, have your rods sitting in your garage or sitting in your in your man cave or wherever you leave your rods, and they still have their reels attached to them. And a lot of you have the line running through the guides with a hook or a swivel or a lot. I see it all the time driving down the freeway. People have their rods in the rod holder with a lure still attached to it, just banging away. Gang on the way in from your trip when you're all done fishing. We break down all the rods, cut all the lines off. Sometimes we'll let the line out behind the boat, get the line back on nice and straight so it's clean. We'll clip everything off. We'll take the reels off. We'll back the drags off. We'll wash them off with some fresh water. Store the reels separate from the rods. Then when it's time to go fishing again, you simply grab the reel you want to use, grab the rod you want to use, look at your top shot, get all that taken care of before you get on the boat. Hopefully that answered the question. Oh, well, we don't, stuff's coming through, something's coming through, I hear the dinging and dinging, well, but, somebody asked, uh, what, what do you do if your boat will not go into reverse, you got to call somebody, because my, my, uh, I had somebody come and work on my boat, going to help me out tremendously, going to do a good job, and take care of me, and it didn't work out that way, and, and uh, it, it, now the boat doesn't even go in reverse, before it, It just wouldn't run. Now it doesn't go in reverse. It's a big goddamn mess. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's a big mess. Thought somebody was going to help me and they didn't help me. I can't even imagine if you're going to tell me you're going to help me. It's probably not going to be good for you if you can't even help me. But if you tell me you're going to help me, that's I don't know. I'm not going to mention any names, but not a good move. If you say you can help me. And then you come and you help. You don't help me, but you take a bunch of my money. That's not good for you. I promised you. That's not going to work out well. And and then I gave them free fishing trips and tried to take care of them. And it was pretty crazy. It's a crazy world we're living in today. Got any other questions, yeah. baby? all right someone was asking what's my best recommendation for reels for catching bluefin or yellowfin gang i'm an akuma guy i've been with akuma for a very very long time i absolutely love the makaira series reels we showed one of those on our show on wednesday i like the makaira series reel and i like the tesoro oh i like all the reels but the tesoro and the makaira are my two go-to as far as fishing that big bluefin when we're fishing that big bluefin on the kite we're using that 130 Makaira, that thing. You can winch in anything. We use 200-pound braid on there. When I'm trolling the Mad Max, I'm using those 32-speeds. And when we're fishing that big blue marlin or the big yellow fin down here in Cabo, we're using those 80s, the 80-wide Makairas. And then as far as fly and fish and fishing with live bait, I'm going to use that Tesoro series reel. The fives or the tens because I can put a lot of 65 pound braided line on there and I can change my top shot depending on what I wanna catch. And I love the star drag. I just absolutely love, I'm old school, star drag works really well for me. I can adjust the drag throughout the battle. I like the star drag series reels and that's why I love the tesoro. And then- um, Oh, wait, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So this is from- um, We got another question. Gang, if you have a question, look at, 949-374-0786. And those of you on Spotify and Apple Podcasts that are hearing this recorded, listen, next Friday, we're going to do the same thing. So send in your questions, 949-374-0786. I will read them on the show next weekend for you, next Friday, because we have a lot of people on Spotify and a lot of people on Apple Podcasts that listen to this show after hours. It gets posted. It's not live. That's how Apple Podcast and Spotify do. And I'm not allowed to do a live show on either one of those platforms. But our shows post over there. And if you're not following us, gang, it's great to listen to when you're driving. Unless you hate me, then don't do it. don't put it on there. But if you like listening and like to laugh and have a good time, and you're you're not all tight and tense, Spotify and Apple Podcast, you can listen to it while you're driving. Here we go. Here's another question. Don't be shy. Send us in your questions. We're gonna answer them. This is from Southern California Fishing Files. Okay. They want to know what's the best way to fish for halibut and why. Okay. This is. We did this show. Oh, I think it was Monday. Fishing for halibut, and a lot of you saw this. This is. There's so many different ways that people like to fish for halibut. Only, I can only tell you how I like to do it. I don't know how any of you like to do it, and it's silly when you send me in, when I make a video about how I do it, and then you send me in how you do it, it. That's silly. I love it. Believe me, I love getting those messages, but I think it's silly. I can only show you how I do it. I like to use a sliding sinker. Yep, I know. I don't put any swivels on. I don't put any beads on. I don't put any of that stuff on. I don't put a three-way swivel on. I don't use a dropper loop. I don't use any. Of that. I use a sliding sinker right down to the hook. Nose hooked anchovy. If I can find anchovies, that's great. If not, I'm going to use dead grunion. I don't like using big sardines and big mackerel because what I can tell you is elephants eat peanuts. I've gotten way more halibut on an anchovy or a grunion than I ever had on a mackerel or a sardine. And remember, they only have to be 22 inches. And many days I've caught my limits of halibut and you're allowed five per person and fishing the way I do it. It works very, very well. I get out to where there's some structure areas like a pipe, like one of the the sewer pipes are down at San Onofre, the cooling pipes. Those pipes, when they're laid down in the water, they cover them up with rocks. I'm not fishing where the poo comes out, gang. We're fishing the structure. The pipe was going to run out a mile or two miles out off the beach before it dumps. I'm fishing inside of that, where the structure has been laid. Those pipes are a phenomenal structure for halibut because all the bait, stacks up against the edges of those pipes, and then those halibut are there ambushing them. So what I'll do is I'll get on the edges of those pipes or on the edges of the kelp or on the edges of hard bottom. Then I'll drift with my live bait on the bottom on the sliding sinker. And why sliding sinker? When that fish bites the bait, I like to let him run just like when I'm fly lining for a Dorado or fly lining for a tuna. When he starts to take the bait, he starts to run he does not feel that sinker. The only thing he's feeling is the bait is going with him and the line's pulling off your reel. And as he's starting to grab it and pull, that line is coming off your reel nice and smooth. I let him run for three seconds, click it in gear, set the hook, and then slowly wind the halibut up. If you do a bunch of jerking and fast winding, all of a sudden that halibut knows he's hooked. They have gnarly teeth. They're going to shake their head constantly. They're probably going to break your line. You want to just slowly wind them to the surface. A lot of times you can get that fish right up to the top, slip your net in the water and pull them right up on your boat before he even knows he's hooked. But what I see a lot of people's mistake is once they hook a halibut, they absolutely lose their mind. They start jerking the living bejesus out of the rod and reel and then All holy heck breaks loose and the halibut's gone. So hopefully that explained it to you a little bit. Any more questions, sweetheart? Okay, so we got no more questions. So gang, we're going to delve into this halibut thing a little bit more. If you got a question, we're going to go for a couple more minutes. 949-374-0786. Feel free to text it to Kelly. Gang, this halibut thing, this time of year, they're focused up on the beaches. They're in the shallow water. You want to pay attention to the shallow water. You want to pay attention to the swell. If there's a big swell, I'm not going halibut fishing, but if there's not a big swell, go look at our hotspots videos. We show you a lot of really cool areas where you can catch halibut on our hotspots videos. There's a lot of halibut over at Catalina right now. There's a lot of halibut on the coast right now. They're all in the very shallow water. That dead grunion works very, very well for catching them. That sliding sinker method works phenomenal. You don't need to use a big giant weight because that fish is going to feel the weight long before you ever feel them. That's why a reverse dropper loop is what big booger eaters use because you can't feel the fish because the only thing the fish can feel on a reverse dropper loop is the weight. And then he's going to be gone before you catch him. I know a lot of people swear by the reverse dropper loop, but you couldn't use those on my boat. I cut your line right away from Southern California fishing buddies: um, When surf, surf fishing for halibut, what would be your best method? And All right, he's asking about surf fishing for halibut. That's a real fun way to do it, and there's a bunch of areas where you can do it. But it's back to the swell. If there's a big swell, that surf fishing for halibut is going to be really tough. But if there's not a big swell and you can actually fish the bottom, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast my sliding sinker out with my dead grunion. I'm fishing dead grunion in the surf, strictly dead grunion. And I'm gonna cast it out as far as I can. I'm usually gonna use a uh, low, I'm gonna use my Komodo in the surf because I can cast my Komodo as long, as far as you can cast your spinning reel. If you're using a spinning reel, it's gonna be a little bit tougher to do this, but if you're using a conventional reel, this is how I'm gonna approach it. I'm gonna cast it out as far as I can, then I'm gonna slowly retrieve it back to the beach. If there's a big swell, you can't do this because the waves are gonna keep washing your weight back in. But if there's not, throw it out as far as you can, slowly retrieve it. And then when you feel that bite, let him run. Go back into freeze-pull. You're slowly retrieving it, slowly turning the handle, just making sure you keep in contact with the sand as it's dragging through the sand. And then the minute you feel a bite, you have to go into freeze-pull. And release the pressure so that that fish can take the bait. If he feels that pressure, he's going to spit it out because he wasn't going after a bait that was dead. He didn't know that there was going to be pressure on it. He's not going to eat it. They don't want to die. So understand that. So you have to be able to release the pressure immediately when you feel the bite. But just throwing your line out as far as you can and shoving the rod in a rod holder and sitting there reading a book. That's not my idea of fishing. I got to be fishing the whole time. I have to be touching the pole. I have to be moving the bait back and forth in the surf line. I have to be engaged in the act of fishing. Glenn Gray would like to know. Hey, Glenn. Does everything eat the market squid we have right now, including the tuna? Okay. He asked if everything eats the market squid. The thing about the market squid, gang, when you look at it, if it's, brownish colored or are, or are, uh, are a reddish brown color that is market squid that is what you want if it's bleached out like the squid you get in a package where it's all white that's not that's not fresh dead that's not market squid if it's pink it's garbage don't use p- if it's pink the reason why squid is pink is because it thawed out first it got frozen. Then it thawed out and it got refrozen. It turned it pink. That's rotten squid. It's no bueno. It's really not even good for chum because most fish, game fish, aren't going to react to that. But yeah, a fresh, dead, brownish-red color, still got all the pigment in it, that's just as good as live bait. What's going to eat it? Yellowtail, dorado, bluefin, yellowfin. They're all going to eat that squid if it looks natural. What a lot of people do is they put too much weight on it when they throw it out there, you got to figure out where you're fishing. If you're fishing the tanner, if you're fishing up on the nine out on the tanner, if you're fishing that nine fathom spot or if you're fishing out on the uh, desperation reef, let's say, and you're fishing in 250 feet of water, it's all going to depend on the depth of the water you're fishing and what, where you're marking the fish and how much current there is. But you want that squid to sink down in the water level to look natural. You don't want four ounces of weight so it goes flying through the water column. You don't want a a big dropper loop where it goes flying through the water column. You want to be able to allow that squid to drift down the water column. And it's all going to depend on current and it's all going to depend on depth. All right, gang. I hope you enjoyed this. Remember, next Friday we're going to try to do this again don't forget our holiday deal gang all you got to do if you want in on that holiday deal is give me a call at 949-374-0786 i will explain to you how the website works there's no other way to find out how the website works no one's ever built a website like mine that keeps you so involved in this fishing world and sharing of information and allowing members to share information between each other it's, it's a phenomenal deal if you go in there and you look at it. The only people that don't enjoy it are people that never took the time to actually learn how to use the website. If you engage in the act of fishing in Southern California and you're not a part of my website, I think you're cheating on yourself. I'm not asking you for a house payment as a member. $200 is going to get you all the bundles and it's going to get you a one-year membership. If you were to go out and buy all the bundles, they're hundred or $100 a piece. We have four really good bundles, the Deep Drop Swordfish Bundle, the Personal Forums Bundle, the Hotspots Bundle, and the uh, Game Plans Bundles. Game Plans come out every Thursday at 3.30, 4.30 in the afternoon. It's going to keep you right on the fish and right where they're at. Check me out, 949-374-0786. Let's get you some presents. We got two more questions just came in. Okay, Cameron would like to know, Cameron from YouTube, Uh, do you do... Every, do you ever use reverse dropper loop? I do not use, Cameron asked, do I use a reverse dropper loop? No, it goes against every bit of logic in my mind. I can't wrap my head around putting a sinker between me and the fish. I can't put, that doesn't, I can't do that. It just, common sense, me fishing my whole life, fishing for a living my whole life, I cannot see the benefit of putting a six or eight ounce weight From my rod to the weight and then a hook off of that weight out to the i can't that doesn't comprehend in my brain and i will change i will fish side by side with all of you and we'll compare at the end of the day how how we all did and uh i don't know i think i keep up with most people i I don't think it's going to be a problem but a reverse dropper loop to me makes zero sense in the whole scheme of fishing i don't see any application where i want to be in contact with my bait and the fish. I do not want a sinker between me and the fish. And that's what happens when you use a reverse dropper loop. What's a reverse dropper loop? Well, a normal dropper loop is the weight on the bottom, about 12 to 18 inches above it would be your bait, and then your line going to your rod. So that way you're in control. You can you feel the weight as it taps on the bottom, but man, when that fish bites, you know it because you have contact with your bait to your rod. When you put a reverse dropper loop on, you're putting the weight up here. Then down here, swimming around is your bait. And between your bait and your reel is an eight ounce weight. You don't know what the heck's going on down here. Your bait swimming around. It could have got eaten by a 300 pound black sea bass. He ate it, felt the hook and spit it back out. You never even knew you got a bite. It doesn't work in my world. I can't do it. And if I saw you doing it, I'd cut your line. I'd rig you up proper so you could actually catch fish. Uh, and then, um, I'm sorry. I get very passionate about fishing. I take it super personal. I think any fish that bites your line deserves to come up on your boat and ride home on that on that nice big white sleeping bag with the ice in it. We
1: have one more, one more question and then we're
0: going to... Two more, more, more questions. He says, "Um, Anthony loves using shrimp as his primary chunk bait. Only issue he faces is keeping the shrimp on the hook. Any tips? Yeah. Now, when you're using shrimp for bait, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to look at your hook size, and you're going to want to fish appropriately to the size of your bait. Now, if you're using a big hook and a small piece of shrimp, you're going to have a rough time keeping it on there. If you're using a big chunk of shrimp and a small hook, you're going to... You're going to have to cut your bait to the size of your hook. If you're using chunks of squid, if you're using a, a squid tail, which I mean, excuse me, shrimp, if you're using a shrimp tail, I'm not going to peel the shell off. I'm going to thread my hook up the shrimp and then through the hard shell of the shrimp to help keep it on there. But I'm going to thread it all the way down my hook like I would, a. uh, a plastic swim bait, an MC swim bait, or something. The same way you thread the MC swim bait on is how I'm going to thread the piece of shrimp on. Okay, one more question. One more question. If someone wants to book a fishing trip. How would they go about doing that? All right, gang. Someone's asking, and I get this question a lot. We do not take people fishing anymore. That's not our deal. We uh, pretty much were retired. We uh, have some charter boats that we go fishing with the people down here in Cabo San Lucas. But as far as chartering a boat and having me run it, I don't do that anymore. I did it for 48 years. You missed your big opportunity if you didn't get in on it in 48 years, but we're basically retired. We make videos. We hang out with our beautiful wife, Kelly, and we hang out with our monkey Marley and something I want to let you all know. You saw the pictures this morning of my monkey across all social media Kelly and I love our monkey and we're happy that we have one. But I'll tell you, don't get a monkey. We love him. We love him. We love him. We love him. But it's the most overwhelming. It was easier raising children. Way easier. This monkey requires a phenomenal amount of time. We cannot leave and go anywhere together. Someone has to be here with the monk at all times. I'm flying my children in to come take care of the monkey while we're up at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, but we can't just leave the monkey and he makes, him, he makes the most biggest mess you've ever seen in your life. And he loves to eat bananas and then throw them on the walls. And I'll tell you what, if you don't get that banana before it dries on the wall, it becomes part of your house. We have a room upstairs that looks like a jungle and it has phenomenal amount of bananas on the walls. One more? Nothing more? Okay. Thank you all. That worked out good. We'll do that again next Friday. Those of you on Spotify and Apple, send your questions in. We will read them online. Gang, if you don't want your name, that's okay. But if you do want your name, leave it on your text message when you send it in to us. Your saltwater guide is happy to answer all your questions. I appreciate everybody. Thank you very, very much for making this happen we're well into our 2000 ish show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will be here for you Monday. Have a great weekend. Turn off the news. Remember, they're not telling you the truth. If you want truth, follow me. Watch all our videos. We have, I think, 2,700 videos on YouTube. Now we have just over 4,000 on uh, Facebook. We're making videos every single day, putting them everywhere. I put out three brand new videos every single day, Monday through Sunday, every day, three brand new videos come out across our social media platform. We do this live show every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. There's gotta be something in there for everybody. Check it all out, but don't miss out on this holiday special that I have. Even if you have friends that go fishing on your dock, you're thinking I need to get Jim something. He's such a great guy, our doc mate. Get him a membership to our website, gang. I will make sure that it goes super smooth. I'll never let any of you down. I'll always be there with the best information we can possibly have for you. YourSaltWaterGuy.com, 949-374-0786. See you Monday. Bye.